Welcome to the Free Idea Podcast! Oh. Today, I don't have anything to talk about specifically. So I'm going to turn this off, turn it on, turn it off, turn it on. Okay, so nothing at all, nothing there, nothing up, nothing down. Today, I just want to talk about random stuff. Random, random, random! Oh my god. All right, starting with what I learned a few days ago. I was listening to uh, one of my favorite, uh, I guess, podcasters, I guess, in 1950. It was strange, but he mentioned the word podcast because uh, he was doing a radio show back in the old days. And I was like thinking, you know, it's strange. He used the word podcast. I thought that, you know, the word podcast was a new thing. But I guess not. Even back then, he was used. Anyways, he was talking about some really cool quotes about uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson. And what's his name? I can't remember, but it'll come to me uh, very soon. Regardless, this guy lived in the 1950s, 1960s. Actually, let me look it up right now so I can give you the right thing. Earl Nightingale. Finally, it came to my head. That's his name. Earl Nightingale lived uh, from 1921 until 1989. Well, this guy lived through the recession of America. I guess. I don't know my history. Something happened. Something, 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 something. But in his radio show, he would talk a lot about recession. About being a person who goes to the top. Uh, when you make yourself useful, blah, blah. You know, all the jargon that you hear even today. Uh, that in during recession, during those times, you will still have an employment and you will still be needed because you're top of the top of the top of the top. All right. And people want the top of the top. But what's interesting is that a lot of the problems that he was talking about are the same problems that we have today. Yes, very strange. Also a little bit normal because obviously recessions don't really change right they don't recessions are just the same all the time is uh although i have no idea what recession is either but i imagine that it's about the same symptoms here and there of the economy price is going up and not enough money for the people that's how i understand it which is what we have now prices up gas groceries uh even electronic things, even though they don't have any physical copies of it, like uh, subscriptions. If you think about Apple, I think Apple subscription for music just went up by a dollar a few days, uh, maybe a month ago. Uh, Netflix subscription goes up every once in a while. It's just a recession in different ways, I guess. Anyways, my point is a lot of the problems that he talks about are problems that we have now. And it made me realize that nothing has changed and nothing will change. Um, I wish I could pull out some examples, but I didn't, I don't have that great of a memory to do it. What I did learn is to stop focusing on the news, to stop bad news that make me sad or podcasters who talk about bad news, like Joe Roginski. Yes, I used to listen to him a lot, but now he is always on top of the news, uh, talking about something negative, dreadful, blah, 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 blah. Look, nothing is going to change. People love to talk. People love to say, well, at least we're talking about the issue, so something's going to happen. Not really. You need people who act for things to change. Uh, sure thing, maybe talking about it will encourage those people who act to do their thing. But simply talking about it, no. No, 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 no. You need people. The same way as the politic politicians can make laws, but if there are no cops to enforce them, well, then it doesn't matter. It's just a bunch of air. You can have, um, I don't know, whatever thing politically, but if you don't have an army... Uh, nobody cares. You cannot sting. Oh, yeah, that's right. So you cannot make threats to other countries if you don't have an army or a successful army, as currently it happens with China 
America and Russia and everybody's like, well, you can't do anything because we have a thousand five hundred McDonald's nukes and you have only 450 so we win and it's like ah i guess i guess if that's your train of thought <laughs> number of guns because literally it all takes only a few nukes to fuck everybody up uh you don't need to have 5000 well 500 is enough but uh yep that's the thing anyways so i forgot my point so i'll just make one up forget the news forget the bad stuff that makes you sad I mean, that's what I'm doing. I stopped listening to to this podcast. I stopped listening to other podcasts for reasons that I've explained a little bit in the previous podcast of this. On the free idea! <gasps> and today is a pretty random video. As, uh, yeah, I don't think anybody's going to listen to it. And I don't mind. <laughs> and if somebody does, thank you. You're a total unit for doing it. I just want to let my mind ramble and be myself and just let all this stuff inside my head out because nobody's gonna listen to me in person rambling and rambling and rambling for an hour you know at least here i'm not interrupted and i can it's just like a journal instead of writing i'm talking a lot better um not so nice because it's public but i'll do my best to not say some things uh some things you know that could uh mm -hmm. it's public so to continue i'll tell you a joke about texas why did the chicken cross the road <laughs> and the answer is to show the armadillo it could or that it's possible that's a joke i heard uh from a comedian that i'm stealing but some guy at my workplace, I told him that joke, and he made a funny joke. He said, uh, to escape California. <laughs> they say, well, yeah, that, that's right. Everybody's coming to Austin, California, Florida, uh, Washington, New York. I see a lot of those uh, plates on cars around the area. I also see a lot of Texas cars. Apparently, they are Texan. Apparently, I say, because they drive like shit. They drive like they got their driving license from a cereal box. Mm-hmm. That's right. You heard it here. They drive 15 miles above the speed limit like hawks opening the door. <laughs> you can really tell these people come from a city where they were not allowed to drive too fast because there was too much traffic. And finally they can, and they're using their freedom to do it. <laughs> they drive so horrible so horrible they don't even put blinkers they don't put and there's no no not at all they just go left right uh, they're almost crashing i think a few days ago i saw that happen and and then there was road rage and one of the drivers uh stuck her hand because today we are quite equal yes it was a lady who took out her hand and a middle finger <laughs> to the other driver but they were both being at asshats they were swinging from left to right as in driving in front of the other car and it's like oh my god you are in front of me no 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 i didn't go to the next lane go faster and then back to my old lane to be in front of you and that's what they were doing pretty much like children in the playground except deadly because <clears throat> they're using big old machines to drive around so now let's talk about should people drive? Should they have licenses? Should they be revoked? Um, yes, I think so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, come here with more controversial ideas. Should people own guns? Um, well, I love guns. That's my next talking point. Love it. I went to shoot last time and I have a nice revolver. And then I am getting into guns. I saw a pistol that I want to buy because it looks so pretty. Just purely on the design. I don't know if it works good. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. It's called the Rugger Mark IV. Uh, light version. Yellow barrel. Uh, it looks beautiful. Uh, what is the caliber? 22. 22. Because it goes pew pew pew. It doesn't hurt your ears too much. 
and it's not as scary to shoot as a 9mm or any other gun beyond that point that is just scary although it may be fun to feel the boom 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 in your wrist and your heart and occasionally your lungs I like to have fun while shooting and not have to worry about causing an earthquake, okay? Okay, people that have those big old machine guns in the shooting range vibrates the whole room. I don't even know what bullet they're using. <laughs> but I was in the I was shooting and uh, the person next to me I don't know what they were shooting like a machine gun almost semi-auto full auto and some of the bullet casings were falling on on me. <laughs> that was funny. Funny talking about funny business. Let's go back to Earl Nightingale, my favorite podcaster of the 1950s. He has a lot of advice, a whole lot of advice that has changed uh, my week. I wouldn't say my life because it's only been a week. Come on, let's be, let's be honest here, okay? Not clickbaiting you. I changed my life with this one simple trick. No, I changed my week with uh, one simple trick. Uh, he was talking about how to be kind to the customer. His idea was that the customer pays for your bills, pretty much. Uh, if you work in something related to customer service or sales or pretty much anything where the customer has to pay you, part of that money goes to you, blah, 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 blah. So they're technically paying you, technically buying your toys, your guns, your cars, your rent, your air conditioner, I could go on, uh, your dildo. So I can't stop with a straight face, keep talking after a joke like that. Uh, so they're paying for everything, okay? And uh, you should treat them nice. Something, something is just the way that he said it, that it was really nice. I, I liked it and it changed my perspective because I had some customers, which are few, very few, about two, actually two, just two, that are assholes. And I will not say who or the situation, but that happens. Everybody who works any customer service job, you get those people. Uh, if you, In fact, if you're a clerk, you get more than two. <clears throat> I believe you get about 20 a day. And if you are in... Um, one of those customer call centers, uh, you get about 20 every hour. <laughs> it's just horrible. Uh, but this advice that he was giving, more, more like a point of view, it was a nice change. But the other thing that I like is when he said, that it's not the customer's job to keep you in a good mood. Uh, that's your job to keep yourself in a good mood. That's how I understood it. Basically, it happens a lot that I, I, I attend to a customer and they have their day, you know. They have their attitude already. They, they're tired or angry. Their dog died. Something happened. I just happened to be there and they unload all that anger and pessimism on me. Before, I would take it personal and um, not respond bad, but I would get an attitude or I, I would feel in some type of way inside even though i don't speak uh to the person and maybe would follow me through the day and now i feel like you know what he is right i am in charge of my own way of feeling it's not the customer's job to make my day happy i will just be happy okay they they act like they have a horrible day i'm not it's not personal i'll just keep doing my thing my smiles and my good attitude and i don't do it just because to be polite, because, well, part of it is true. I do it to be polite. But another part of it, I do it because it's fun to just smile and say some jokes here and there and make some small talk. And, uh, being polite something I enjoy. I also enjoy the results more than anything, because after a while of doing that, just if they're a bit, the customer starts letting down their guard and they start actually feeling better and uh, speaking better to me. I've noticed the difference. It's, it's strangely, it's a strange thing. I guess it makes sense, you know, but before what I used to do is I would copy their energy and reply with answers that are related to whatever they said to, in order to connect, I would think I was connecting. No, no, no. I actually connect just by being myself, which is another thing that um, Mr. Podcaster said. 
in order to connect uh, with something, blah, blah, my train of thought, that's not the right thing. He actually pointed out to a essay of some guy, pretty famous, Ralph Waldo, Waldo Emerson. And um, let me tell you the title of the podcast in a moment. But while I search it up, I'll tell you um, that I love you. And I thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope you're having a nice evening. I hope your cats are well fed, your pets too. And uh, you have drank water. Because drinking water is really good in this time of recession. Okay, so this is the title. Uh, Self-Reliance Essay by Emerson. This is something that you can read on your own. And I gave it a try. I don't recommend it because it's goddamn long. But 50 pages or something. No, it's actually less. But it feels like 50 because it's in a computer. So don't read it. But actually, it's nice to read. <laughs> like the beginning of every paragraph, I guess. I just read the first few paragraphs. And then I skimmed through every first sentence of each. And just ended up in the ending to see if I would find some quotes. But the point that Emerson makes is to be yourself, obviously, as everybody has ever told you in your life, even Disney, in their beautiful movies. However, what I liked on his point, as he explained, is that nobody else can be the best at being you. Uh, something you also have heard. The one thing I don't think you have heard is... When you try to be like somebody, like you're an artist, let's say I'm a podcaster, art, <laughs> um, and I try to be like the number one because I want the monies, so I want to be like Joe, mm, I will never be like him because I'm not him, I will, and I will never be able to even be close to him uh, just by, by trying to copy his style. I, he would have to teach me. He's the master of himself. So he would, he would have to teach me the way that he does things. And even then, I would only be second place. As you know, he is he the best at being himself. And what he says is that everybody should be himself and follow the drum in your heart. He says a pretty nice sentence. The iron string that beats every heart, something like that. Because only you can be yourself the best way possible. Basically, what he's saying is if you try to copy somebody's art, it's just a copy. It would always be you. It will always be second place, no matter how hard you try. Now, I guess you could uh, come up with some arguments against that. For example, in order to be good at your art, first you have to copy. Then you get good at the style. And then you can finally, after a while, create your own style. But you got to start somewhere. So, yeah, that's true. That's something that I, it's an argument for me. But... I like the way that he said, you're always going to be second place. And the fact that everybody has something in their heart, but they ignore it because it's coming from themselves. Well, I don't know if he says heart. Maybe he says brain. Um, ideas that only you happen to have and they, you don't act on them. And there's the belief that they go to somebody else, right? And I could go on a spiel on that, but... I like the fact that the ideas that you get are yours, the heart that beats is yours, and the actions that you must take are only yours. So be, he says something like, be a punk, emo, don't listen to the adults, and uh, fuck uh, society. Something very close to that? No, not really. He says something like, uh, be a renegade, or be, go against the blah, blah, blah. Just be yourself, that's it. Because it the thing is, by being yourself, you pretty much are going against everything. Because nobody's doing that. <laughs> okay? So if you poke your nose, nobody's poking their nose the way you do it. All right? Nobody does it as good as you. Huh? If somebody would poke your nose, you wouldn't feel as good. Let me tell you. If somebody were to poke you, all right. Changing topic. Uh, pretty cool quote, pretty good quote. Actually, not changing topic, continuing with it. Really good quote. Be yourself, and that's what I'm trying to do here. Just trying to be myself, record something, let my mind off. I know, look, if somebody listens to this, thank you so much. Appreciate you, brother. Also, 
Why are you listening to this? I worry about your state of mind right now. Having this voice in your head screaming from time to time. Uh, it's not a good voice to have in your head. Uh, definitely not in your ears. And um, not while you're pooping. Or uh, I'm going to stop there. Okay, the joke gets old after a while. <laughs> well, well, well. That's what I learned, and I wanted to share that with you. This is the free idea podcast about uh, sharing ideas for free until I start charging a subscription. Not really, but uh, I do have dreams of uh, being a millionaire one day, so uh, we'll see how that goes. Mr. Greed, we'll see how greed changes me. Talking about greed, the love of money is the root of all evil, not money, okay? If I give money to my cats in the form of food, that's good, not evil. If I give money to a, my parents because they deserve it since they took care of me all the time, that is not evil. <clears throat> it is evil if I love money so damn much, I don't give it away to my parents as a reward for taking care of me. I don't give it away to my pets in the form of food because I love it. I just want to hug it all up. No matter how much somebody is hurting. Now that is where the problem is. In loving your money too much. Okay. So the Bible is one of those things that are spoken to a lot. The love of money, blah, blah, blah. Money is the root of all evil. No, no, no. Tell Mr. Pastor it is the love of money. That is the problem. Okay, and I can't remember where I was going with this, so I'm just going to continue. There is greed, and talking about greed, uh, renters today are goddamn greedy. Goddamn greedy. I blame everybody who was into the hustle mentality of flipping houses, uh, giving the renter special, by the way, just painting every goddamn window shut with white paint, uh, all the mold painted. Uh, just replace the floor with some more cheap floor and then sell it for 50 or 100k more. Yep, that's great right there, son. That's great. And they would say, hate the player, not the game, right? Oh, uh, vice versa. Regardless of that, now the greed is unmeasurable. Uh, in Austin, houses are going for a million dollars for a normal house that has only two rooms and a few bathrooms, you know, the normal family home that it's okay-ish uh, as a first home. Um, first, uh, what, do, what do you call those studio rooms? Yeah, studio rooms, houses, slash blah, 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 wherever they are, prisons. They go for $200,000 and anything above that here and there, about four hundred. I call that greed, you know? They are... Um, selling it to the people who are moving to Texas, obviously. I mean, obviously, why wouldn't you? If you have a, a house, I mean, let's say me. If I had a house and I wanted to sell it and I'm selling it for two coins, but then all of a sudden, this guy from rich neighborhood come and he wants to buy it and he buys my competition for like 20 coins, I'd be like, oh, you know, okay, good on my competition. And then here... Another rich of those fellas comes to me and he's like, I want to buy your house. And I, am I going to sell it to him for two? Really? Am I going to? Am I going to really? Am I going to do that? No way. No way. I'd be like, no way. You give my competition that much money. I know you can spit out more. Why would I give it to you for two? Because I know if I give it to you for two, it'll be a huge, amazing deal. And then you're just going to sell it. Because you don't care. You just want to make more money. And then you'll purchase another house for 20 coins. So I'm just going to be greedy first. And I'm going to charge you those 20 coins. In fact, 22. Just to outcompete my competitor. Just to show it off to his face that I sold my shitty house for more than his house. That is totally better. Human greed. Um, is it? Or is it just the way things are done and will always be done? No idea. No idea. You hear me, microphone? No idea in the free idea podcast.com. <laughs> so, um, ah, 
Great, one of the deadly sins. Um, there's also the other one about eating when you eat too much, but you don't really need to, and uh, you don't leave food f for others to eat because you just wanted to hog a lot up because it tastes so good, but you weren't really hungry anymore. You were full. Yeah, so many deadly sins. Anyways, now for real, changing topics. My job, I like it because I get to do physical stuff all day long and it's fun stuff, right? Walking around, I'm pretty much hiking with weighted vest and uh, up and downhill, uh, some other things, hotboxing the box, chilling the chill. Really good, which has taught me that I hate the gym. Gym! Fuck gym. I find the gym boring and that's okay. I used to think that was wrong, uh, that I should not hate the gym, that maybe I was just being lazy. Nope, dope, dope. Maybe I needed more entertainment. I realize now uh, I like to be active in different ways. If I could exercise, I would do it uh, practicing in martial art, but um, I want to do some Muay Thai. Or kickboxing or boxing something fun like that where i punch a bag why is it fun just because it's fun for me that's it that's that's why it's fun doesn't have to be fun for everybody mr joe roginski who always talks about everybody he invites talk about it's gay gay sport okay you gay <laughs> i wonder how many people would hate that um but yeah you're touching people all day long um, not nice, not nice at all. I prefer to punch people all day long. But uh, I wouldn't punch people. Uh, I don't think I'm into fighting. I'm more like into learning, simply, so that when I walk at night in the US, I don't feel like I need a gun with me. Because I am the gun. I am the gunpowder. In the power. All right. Ah, this podcast gets weird once in a while. I'm actually, it's not the podcast, it's me. Let's be honest. It's me, I get weird. I hope that when I do all the editing on the voices, it doesn't get messed up because I know I'm shouting here and there. Um, moving the microphone a bit. There you go, putting closer to me. Uh, yeah, so sports are very, no, not even sports. Fun. Uh, they're not fun. I don't. I don't see them fun. So like soccer, everybody's playing soccer, running for the ball, but they can purchase their own ball. Nah, not fun. Basketball, you bounce the ball, everybody wants the ball, everybody wants to put it in the hoop. Uh, just a few get to do it. Mm, not fun. <clears throat> Even though it's a team game, but everybody focuses on the single player. Not fun. Uh, football, you pretty much get concussions all day long. Not fun. I prefer some fighting thing. Because you can engage your arms and legs and breathing and all the stuff that it's good for the heart. And you're just punching a bag. Something that doesn't even move and will never attack you. And does not simulate real fight. <laughs> I will probably get somebody kick my ass. Because <laughs> they actually punch back. And not the bag. But uh, yeah, gym is not fun. It isn't. I hope somebody else finds it fun. I mean, yeah, people do, but not me. I'm just too too much of a wandering mind, I think. Uh, pushing a weight up and down doesn't do it for me. And then just increasing that weight up and down and then just feeling pain in that one spot all the time, that same spot, by the way. And then I stand up and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so strong, but wait... I cannot bend my knees because my knees are still old. So I got to work my legs next week, next day, next blah, blah, blah. And then I work my legs and then I finish and I feel good. I'm like, but wait, my core is so weak. I need to train my core next week. And he goes on and on and on, right? Because you're not engaging your whole body. If you do weights like in a system, uh, a system meaning the machine, that you just push the handle and it lifts the weight with a bunch of cables. You are not really balancing the weight. You are just carrying the weight. There are a lot more muscles involved when you balance it. So uh, there's somebody who told me about uh, using free weights more than machines. Like He preferred that because when you carry it, uh, them, you have to, as I explained, engage the muscles. 
Why do I have to explain it again? Okay? You guys are smart. Whoever is listening, if there is somebody, you're smart. Don't need to explain it. Balance. Other muscles that you have to move, you know, the weight moves left, you move left, right, blah, 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 you know, the cardinal points. So there is more work involved if you don't use a machine, I agree. Um, there's also more work involved if you just do any other physical activity, like a, a job, let's say a concrete uh, laborer. You have to move up, down, carry big rocks, shovel. Um, you have to move in multiple ways, and it's always a different way because the dirt keeps changing as you put a shovel in there and take a piece of it. So the next movement is going to be different. You're going to have to bend a little bit more, maybe move to the right to get a better angle at it. So that's what I mean. It's a little bit more fun for the mind too. This job, it makes it fun. I always have to walk in different ways, avoid uh, different obstacles because everybody has plans placed differently and the plans have different sizes and such. So I have to take a bigger step to the left, to the right, up, down cardinal points i don't want to bore you too much because honestly i'm getting bored myself that's how i measure fun if i'm getting bored <laughs> you are getting bored the point is i don't like james i like physical activities that are more free uh, for the body so fighting style is something i would love to get into um i love my job it's it's just so good to be exercising i've, I've seen the difference i felt it um, protein shake, something that I've gotten into. I got to tell you, I should have done it before. If there was something that I should have done years ago, it's exactly that protein shakes. I remember many times where I would do a crazy amount of um, abdominals. I would do like 200 and then 500. Like I was this crazy high school kid that wanted six pack. So I would do just this one type of uh, crunch. And then I would do these videos that would be 30 minutes long of get abs in six minutes <clears throat> and i would do that every day get abs in 30 days following this workout and you know what i would find my strength getting better yes i would find my core getting more balanced but after maybe two months of stopping it was back to zero and i think just think that it's because my body was eating my muscle my muscle was not being kept and why was it eating it? Because it needed protein. So now I get some protein. And my body, when it's hungry, I drink some protein. I drink twice, one in the morning and one at night. Or I just drink in the morning. And if I'm rich enough, I eat a lot of meat uh, during that night. Uh, actually, I wouldn't say rich, but uh, you get my deal. One tip that Eric Nightingale said is when uh about money when you have a paycheck something like that we tend to spend a lot less in the last days it's normal for everybody you know before your paycheck arrives you're eating ramen noodles or something not even going out like eating slip for dinner and um i wish i could stop saying and um it's so hard to stop that what do you call that a tick a lot of people have those ticks when they go, um, yes, so I have a lot of those and I constantly work to just to see them or hear them, notice, notice is the right word, and then try to stop it. But when I get rid of one, another one comes out. The one that I have now is the, um, also, and a lot of, and. Gosh, so, so is another one. <laughs> well, I disconnected my microphone, unfortunately. I hope it's okay. I connected it again. I know the sound is going to differ a little bit from this point on. I was too excited. And I forgot what I was talking about, but I've talked enough. I was talking about ticks and uh, ways of talking. Yes, look at the f speech of people. There are words that they repeat a lot to fill up the space uh um so and like there are others there are also words that one person tends to say a lot as in transition one of those that i say is however also in addition uh no not really in addition that's just for essays <laughs> but watch the language 
it's one of my pet peeves just because i know this exists every time i hear a youtuber or a podcaster i catch them um accidentally i don't really try then he starts grinding my gears and i cannot unhear it cannot unhear it no 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 also another thing that i've found out uh, mostly americans i don't know about every other country i feel like not really just americans we have a lot of sound effects and i do it a lot because they're fun honestly but it's like memes but in words uh, what's an example i can't think of one if i force myself but basically when i said no 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 that's like one of those sounds just something that sounds it's like uh what is that thing you cannot teach a fish to drink from a river was that a horse teach a man to fish and fish for a day you get what i'm saying those are sayings or adages the fancy way to say it then there are noises that people do like like sentences from a movie famous words uh, something that you just say during a speech uh, what is the thing there's Choco, the guy that is in the military he likes to say check every time somebody says something that he agrees on and he goes check uh, that's what I mean that type of language it's very common in Americans uh, I'm trying to think of anything else I say a lot of them but I have too many of them like a radio station that is that has gone wild uh cash me outside for example that's another of those phrases that somebody could just say randomly my favorite one is hit it some milk <laughs> that's my favorite one but something just random i'd like to say that he needs some milk uh, that's something that i feel like americans have i don't i don't think uh no 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 i think other countries do too but it wasn't so prevalent as it is now because of i hate to say this but i heard i hate to say this but social media okay i had to say it. basically anything that is in people's eyes back then it would be tv and back in the old days would be newspaper but in the older days it would probably be a play one of those plays where people play to be a character but there's a lot of that actually yeah in other languages because i know mexicans do something similar with uh with uh i don't know what's that thing uh tilin there was that guy about the tilin que ya no pare tilin i don't remember that tilin there's other phrases that that just pop out in people's heads randomly in a conversation i know exactly what i'm talking about but i cannot put my finger in it although i know that i've get i got my message across i don't know why it happens i do not know why we speak like this but i do know it's fun <laughs> it's kind of and then when it's not fun it's when you say that phrase and the person in front of you is like uh i have never heard that i think you're crazy right now <laughs> Uh, like he dripping um you know you know what i mean changing topic in the free idea podcast i'm kind of let's see what we talk about what can we talk about that it's been on my mind for a while this podcast yes the feeling of having something to do but then not doing it i hate that feeling it's like oh i should do a podcast it's been two months or so I should, but now I'm looking at TikTok videos or Instagram, Facebook videos. You know those short 10-second videos that every app nowadays have? God damn, are they painful. They're so good and they're so tough to get out of them. I know. I'm aware. I'm like scrolling up and down looking at these funny videos and dumbass videos that I know I don't even like. Just so I could get to a video that I do like to find that jewel and it could take about an hour. It's always worth it. It makes me laugh a lot. 
But that's the problem. Once I notice that I'm trapped and I actually have stuff to do responsibilities, because with great power comes, that's where I stop. Just comes. <laughs> I was about to do one of those phrases, right? Great power comes. You know the rest. Uh, where was I? TikTok. TikTok, TikTok. Clock. Cock. Block. Cock block. Forgot the train of thought I was having. Um, yeah, so today was a good day, really. I think it's, uh, what day is today? Monday? I had a short day at work. Pretty nice. Uh, sunny. Not too bad. Pretty hot, but not enough work. I came early home. I decided to do this podcast. It's very fun, actually, just to spit my mind out there. Pretty much is what I'm doing. Vomiting. This. Um, a lot of am. I really really need to stop saying um i wish i could be funny too i really think i i could be funny but i'm not funny okay i try i try to be funny but i ain't funny i try oh my god i have a headache but you see i want to do an hour of this podcast and i will do an hour of this podcast no matter what because i want to do it okay i want to have fun doing this even though it's weird um my favorite YouTuber is PewDiePie. He's uh, really fun and he has retired. He is just doing videos on his life, basically walking around and enjoying and having hobbies. And then brings me to the next topic. I like something that I, le I learned from him is to have multiple hobbies. He said something in his video around just that. Can't remember exactly how he came up with it, uh, but he just hit my mind and he translated to if you're unhappy have multiple hobbies if you're unhappy with your current hobbies forget him and get new ones that's it i don't know that's how it's translated to my mind even though he didn't say that at all i guess just when i saw him surfing and enjoying his life in something totally random for him to do um i thought you know what i haven't done that in a while i haven't had a hobby that is different in a long time and I should, and I've tried, okay? Before it was clay, I would do clay figurines. I would paint random ass pictures without any skill. And then, I think that's about it. Oh, piano, I would play that. Piano instruments like ocarina and accordion a little bit. Guitar. I would just do some random musical hobbies. Now, I don't do any of those. I, I've grown bored. I also used to play a lot of video games. Uh, they're very fun, actually. They carried my life for like... 20 years or so yeah i've been playing since i was very young and now i want to switch it up to something i never done which is martial arts in fighting no i have i've done it actually the forget about it. martial arts are really boring they're really really boring the the fact that you have to punch the thing in the same way forever is boring let's be honest you think you're getting better uh but it's just boring I like the the fast pace of changing positions and I'm not into the technique, okay? Let's be honest. I'm just into the movement, but I hate dancing. Dancing would be exactly that, the movement. And I would think that's my type of hobby, but it isn't. Dancing feels gay. No, not really. It doesn't feel gay. It's just that uh, I'm terrible at moving my hips. They're like pieces of stone uh, with metal implanted in them so even if i wanted to move the stone and crumble it that metal is there terrible at dancing um i guess it's fun I, i've done some dancing classes when i could dance a little bit like they would teach me then it was fun to do the flow that was fun but the process that's okay -ish. martial arts also very boring I, I used to be in karate taekwondo taekwondo and it was it was okayish. I actually got bored of it too for the same reason that you just have to punch the same way every time and memorize a dance. Oh, food is ready, I guess. Is that thing food for cats? Poor cats don't have any food, but they they're so chunky they they are in a diet a little bit right now. Anyways, uh yeah, boring. 
I'm not into learning a martial art too much. I'm into just punching a back for fun. Yeah, that that's actually it. Just punch back. That's it. Punch a back. That's the new hobby that I want. Except I don't have a punching bag and I gotta get one. Really? <sighs> oh my gosh. If you're listening, please quit right now. Please. There is no content in here. It's just me rambling and bambling and wasting your time. Please go do something productive. <laughs> All right, now that this place is alone once again. The other sport that I would uh, like to do... No, the other hobby, sorry. The other hobby is shooting guns. That is really fun, but it's a hobby that costs a lot. And my favorite comedian, Bill Burr, said the difference between... Uh, can't remember if it was a passion or a hobby the difference between a job and a hobby something like that he said the hobby doesn't make money or it just wastes money <laughs> it is what it is how hobbies waste money you know if you play golf you gotta buy the equipment and then just waste your time in it and for guns i love shooting them i gotta use like an hour of my time to just go there plus the bullets which by the way we're in a recession and uh, they're not cheap at all. They're very expensive. So to shoot a gun and have fun for an hour, despite already paying the entrance fee, you have to pay for the bullets that you buy. And then after that, you can go ahead and, I don't know, shoot $10 every 10 minutes, <laughs> pretty much. It's just shooting your money away. I don't know why I find it fun, but it is fun. I always like shooting stuff. And finally, I have real guns that shoot real bullets. And it's even more fun. I tried the bow. The bow was fun. What is not fun is to walk and pick up your arrow. That's never fun. So I like to just, you know, throw my raw material away in every bullet and uh, forget about it. That's a fun hobby. Uh, I'm into revolver right now and i want to buy that little pistol i said for no apparent reason but it's costly about 500 bukaroos plus whatever tax and bullets such such strange hobbies i tell you strange i do not understand why it's so fun to shoot at a piece of paper because i'm basically just pointing and then go bloop and now the paper is no longer paper you see, now there's like an empty space in the paper. Every time I just look at the paper and I go bloop and there's an empty space. That's that's how guns work. <laughs> I guess that's why it's fun. Because I just, I see something and I don't want to see it. And I go bloop. And if I'm good at it, I don't see it. And if I'm bad at it, I'm like, oh my God, it's still there. I got to move a little bit to the right. And then I go bloop. And I'm like, oh my God. Now I'm like way off up there i have to move way down Ugh. also the fact that um guns kill it's strange it's very strange you know like how martial arts if somebody would become a master at it he's pretty much a weapon in disguise he could kill anybody at any moment he could be considered a gun because you know he's the weapon and uh, with guns, it's also the same, except a 10-year-old could do it, a uh, 5-year-old and a 2-year-old could do it, uh, accidentally, of course, but they could kill somebody. And a person that is in martial arts has to learn that for years to do it. They have to constantly be there every hour of every day, etc., you name it. You know the deal. And with guns, a monkey could do it, really, literally. If a monkey could pick up a stick and then pull the trigger by accident and in that direction there's somebody, maybe another monkey, <laughs> he would kill it. <laughs> and he didn't need no 10 years of experience in, in an art of martial. Yeah, why do they call it martial art? Who's martial, by the way? It's always martial arts. Who is this martial we're speaking of and why did he create all these types of arts that involve physical contact. Hmm? Did he have loving parents? Or did he have parents that left him, beat him up every day, uh, never loved him? 
left them alone at home with just a bowl of water and um, some cat food. Who was this marshal that created all these horrendous ways of killing someone? Multiple, multiple. If God exists, Marshall will never have lived. <laughs> yeah, why do they call it martial arts? Who's Marshall? That's my question. You should Google it up. Actually, yeah, who's... Who, let's, I have a computer here. Uh, why is it martial arts? Why are martial arts important? No. Martial arts are codified systems and traditions of... You want to hear something dumbass? Uh, the way this is written. So, <clears throat> how do I say, complicated, just to tell you, people punch people. It's a system and traditions of combat practice for a number of reasons, such as self-defense, military, and law enforcement applications. What do you have to say applications? Why? We understand the military don't do makeup, and the law enforcement don't give you flyers, okay? <laughs> I know what you mean by applications, it means kill! Competition, physical, mental, and spiritual development. Comma. Oh my god, this keeps going. Entertainment and the preservation of a nation's intangible culture. Oh my god, heritage. How many words did you need to say that? The preservation of a nation's intangible cultural heritage. God damn, look. I'll shorten it up for you, okay? I'll give you some English lessons right here. Yeah, cultural and heritage is pretty much the same thing. Delete one. And so you would say nations, intangible, culture. There you go. Shorter. Now, intangible, useless as fuck. Why do you need to say intangible? Why? Why do you... Why? Everybody knows it's not physical. It's something invisible. So just delete intangible. Uh, okay, so the preservation of a nation's culture. There you go. That's all you needed to say. Can we delete the word preservation and change it to something else? Let's say the preservation of a nation's culture. Uh, you could change it up, but that's okay. You, sh you could say the, the showcase of a nation's culture. Um, it gets complicated if I try to replace it. I know it could be replaced, but that's okay. Yeah, I'll leave it there. But instead of saying the preservation of a nation's intangible culture heritage... Just say the preservation of a nation's culture. There you go. Please, guys, why do we do this? Why? Talking about these long-ass sentences that I hate. YouTube videos and every other video made in America. Why? Every time you explain something, the first third of the video, five minutes, two minutes, is the history. Going back to the 1800s. Every single goddamn time Americans do this. I feel like it's a school. But let, let, me, let me explain this point before I go in, into another tandem. When I see a video uh, about, what was the thing? Blueberries. Yeah, I saw a video, how is it made or how is it farmed? Yeah, how are blueberries farmed? Pretty amazing, right? How are they farmed? I want to see the little cute tree. I want to see the little berries grow. I want to see those beauties grow from small in a slow motion camera. Uh, to the berry that it is now. I want to see the people working hard washing it. I want to see those machines that pick up the berries, the factory, the bell, the trailer. I want to see that. How does the farming work? You know what I got? Two minutes of that. Very quick minutes. What I got was about eight minutes of history on blueberries in America. <laughs> they talked about, oh, What's more American than apple pie? Well, blueberries. Because in the 1800s, Laura Mary, the lady of... I don't care, okay? How are berries farmed? Now, pay attention to every goddamn video you see on that is teaching you about something. They always go into history. Uh, I think uh, a fiancé was talking about how she saw a video on rice, just rice. I can't remember if it was also about farming rice. Why are we watching videos on farming rice? I don't know, my memory is bad, but I love farming. <laughs> That's another of those strange hobbies. The history of rice in the 1700s, no, in China. 
Why do they have to go so back in time? Just show me the damn rice. Just want to see rice. Uh, computers also do it a lot. If you want to learn about a specific GPU, it's a graphics card. They always go to, uh, what is it, two generations or the first goddamn generation they ever had. I don't care, okay? Every video in YouTube where you want to learn something, they first start with a history of something. The history of the product or the history of the factory or the history of the idea of said product. <clears throat> If you want to see how is an airplane made, I'm not even looking this up. How is an airplane made? I just want to see how it's goddamn made physically, okay? I want to see people bending metal, machines going bzz, bzz, bzz. I bet you if I look at a, at a YouTube video, it would start with the Wright brothers. It would start explaining me the fact that at someday we didn't fly and now we do. Or it would start in some dark, weird book that nobody has ever read, that it shows somebody with wings as a bird somewhere in the pyramid of Egypt. <laughs> and they would start with the desire of human beings to fly. Actually, I'm going to look it up. How are airplanes made? Yes, please, please, please. How are airplanes made? Okay. That's the first one that I see. Video of Minute Physics. How airplanes are made to almost 3 million views. Uh-huh. Let's put some audio. Oh my God, he's explaining planes. <laughs> he's explaining how planes work. That they fly and people go in to go on to take vacations. Thank you for explaining planes, right? Because if I'm asking you how are they made, I don't really know how are they used for. Okay, uh, can you tell me some more history that I don't need to know? All right, let me see. There's some guy. Airplanes, okay. Oh, he's traveling to an airplane company to learn about planes, okay. Okay, he's talking about... Oh my God, he's talking about before ever the, the plane lands, before the plane is a plane. He's talking about the 4,000 engineers and the seven plus years that it takes to think of the design. This is what I mean, okay? We are one minute in, in a video that is five minutes. I'm sorry, Mr. Minute Physics. This is not a minute. <laughs> this is Mr. Five Minute Physics. The point is, every single video does this. I don't know why... <clears throat> it annoys me they always talk about or they explain like this dude explain how are planes used really thank you thank you I just didn't know that planes were used to go on holidays and that people used why do they do this now to my other rant I feel like it's because of schools whenever they would say I want the answer to the question in full sentence they would always say that phrase full sentence I hated it. I hated it because I would always get points off because I never said it in a full sentence because I thought it was dumbass to say it. So how many chocolate bars does Carlos have in his pocket? Right? And you see the picture. He has four chocolate bars. And I would just put four chocolate bars. <laughs> and I would get points deducted and he would be like, no, what you have to say is Carlos... The dude that is right there has four chocolate bars in his pocket. Or, Carlos has four chocolate bars in his pocket. Instead of just saying four chocolate bars. Uh, every single question like that. When did America colonize uh, Istanbul? Just some random ass country. Well, America colonized Istanbul in 1950s. Okay, cool. Instead of just saying... In 1950s. And every video. in Also on Netflix. Documentaries. Well documentaries I give them a pass. Because that's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to give you the history. They're documentaries. They document. Um, but these videos. They're not. They're just 5 minutes. They're 10 minutes. Please don't waste my time. Explaining history. 
I just want to know how it's made, please. Not how it's designed, not how it starts, not how airplanes are made before they're actually made. <laughs> I know that, okay? I bet you. And it's one hour. I made my point. You know it. This is me, Damien Setien. En el podcast de la idea libre. Thank you. And peace out.